this again. Hello, hello. You are listening to A Pastor in His Newspaper with Dr. Castro, a podcast helping you read the news with the Bible in your hand. I am Dr. Castro. So great to be with you. Uh, haven't been haven't been able to record the last few weeks. Uh, busy, busy, busy here at church. And so this week I am free and am going to and uh, am recording this particular episode. We're going to be talking about a very complicated issue um, and seeing some of the consequences of not having a, um, a well-defined strategy or policy on this issue. So we'll be talking about American immigration. Uh, before we get into that, just to kind of catch you up, uh, football season is about to start. We actually had a big event here at uh, Central Church where I work um, that uh, on the kind of the, the lawn of the church um, getting ready for football season. We called it game day at Central and the pastors played the youth in a football game and the pastors won Uh pretty handily actually and so we had a lot of fun a lot of people out here and it was great to be able to do that so getting ready for the football season tonight high school football season starts Carville high school is playing tonight and all of the kind of um, schools around the state of tennessee will be in action tonight so uh, kind of the beginning of the football season uh college football starts shortly as well um and i have been watching uh just to kind of catch you up again on just kind of what i've been up to um watching orville uh, if you don't know what orville is it was a show that uh aired on fox seth mcfarlane was the creator if you don't know who seth mcfarlane and he is the um, founder creator of family guy and kind of the uh, I guess basically the newer version of the Simpsons, it's still kind of running, but uh, he's a big Star Trek fan and wanted to make his own kind of version of the show. And uh, it's actually probably the best show out there when it comes to being uh, a kind of a carbon copy of Star Trek. Of course, it's a bit different in the sense that the ship is called something different and, um, but very similar. Uh, the newer Star Trek shows that are on, Paramount, Paramount streaming, whatever those, or CBS, um, really are more action, less about exploration and kind of scientific uh, phenomenon type issues. But Orville definitely does ties into those things and is a uh, uh, a great tribute show to Star Trek: The Next Generation. If you're a fan of that and Gene Roddenberry and kind of his legacy and. So if you are a Star Trek fan and you don't really particularly like the new Star Trek shows, I would encourage you to watch Orville. It is on Disney plus now all three seasons and they have a new season that just came out. So that's been fun. Uh, kind of a, we're going to talk about this, hopefully talk about this issue in more detail next week. But uh, speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan last week, which provoked the Chinese government to basically start a war game um, showing their, their teeth, um, and kind of letting the United States know that they were not appreciative of the, um, the speaker of the house visiting Taiwan. It just shows you kind of where we are in the world today. And, um, and these, you know, you already have the, the Russians invading Ukraine. And, uh, if you don't know much about Taiwan, Taiwan is a democratic country. It has independence from the, the mainline Chinese government. 
but the Chinese uh, have future um, aspirations to con- kind of take over Taiwan and include it into the larger Chinese government. Um, Taiwan has been supported by the United States and has been um, uh, provided weapons and military equipment to the ta- Taiwanese government. Um, for years now, and the U.S. has to kind of walk a very, very have to walk a tightrope on not supporting Taiwan too much and not provoking China, the Chinese government, and um, and so the kind of the view is that if China, China, the China ever invaded Taiwan, the United States would step in and protect Taiwan, which would obviously start um, a world war. So uh, that was a, a big issue that 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 kind of sparked last week and it seems like it's kind of calmed down, but it just shows you even one, uh, us, uh, Congresswoman visiting the country can cause such a stir. So, uh, another thing coming out this, this past week is the Indiana legislator is proving a near total ban on abortion. Uh, it will be the most strict, um, abortion, um, basically getting rid of all abortions in the entire state, uh, all the way up to, you know, um, no abortions whatsoever, even pre 15 weeks, like some States. So that is going through the Indiana legislator and you're just seeing how certain States are responding to the, uh, decision by Supreme court this summer. Um, we are seeing some improvements in the American economy. We see the American annual rate of inflation drop to 8.5%. And we see fuel prices have dropped below $4. I know it's about 380 here in the Memphis area and other parts of the country. It's gone maybe below even further below than that. So that's a good sign. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, some other things that are happening, um, that, um, may, um, affect inflation positively uh, going forward. So we'll see if prices drop, um, not only with gas, but also food in the coming months ahead. So we want to talk about, um, uh, I'm going to talk about immigration. This is a, this is a good, kind of a major American uh, political issue for a while now. Um, and um, the border crisis is, is kind of remained a crisis in America. What's well, interesting, if you, there's some podcasts out there that the border was never a, a major crisis until really the last, I would say, 20, 20 years that it's become more of a crisis, especially with 9-11 and just the fear of... Uh, Islamic terrorism crossing uh, the border uh, into, from Mexico into the United States and kind of a, a desire for more security with more security has uh, impacted um, um, the amount of, of migrants that have come across the border where a lot of uh, immigrants who are not moving to the United States and getting, you know, full resident visas, but yet are crossing border to work and then going back to Mexico, uh, on, on like after a, a certain amount of time of working, uh, because for a lot of people in Mexico in in Central America, they can make far more money working in the United States, even with low wages than they could back in their home country. And so Republicans and Democrats have used uh, the issue to win votes primarily with their, within their base. Um, both parties seem reluctant to do anything to solve the crisis. It seems that Democrats typically um, don't s- solve the immigration issue. They prefer kind of this quagmire and using it as, as a way to stir up Hispanic votes um, to vote for 
their candidates. Republicans use the the crisis to to kind of spark their base and and speak about security issues um, and anti illegal immigration, really in the connection with um, safety, uh, crime. Um, um, national security and these type of things. So uh, it's been this major issue. Both parties uh, have have yet to really come together to solve the issue. Even when Republicans or Democrats have majority in Congress, it doesn't seem that immigration is is an issue that is. Uh, prov- yeah, there's it doesn't seem like both parties are, are looking to solve the issue, just use the issue to raise money and to win elections. So the, the crisis at the border continues. The result of the chaos is a decline actually in immigration. So you would think that this would be a positive thing, a decline in immigration. That would be uh, good. Um, why is that a problem? Well, uh, as you've if, as you drove around your your city or your town, you notice many um, companies are struggling to fill job posts. Um, there's a lack of workers in America, and one of the reasons why there's a lack of workers is a decline in immigration because it's so uh, it's become so dangerous to cross the border. It's become such an issue uh, crossing the border that some have failed or actually have declined to cross the border. Now, some of this has to do with maybe COVID, uh, Donald Trump's presidency and, and really um, speaking strongly against uh, immigration and making it more difficult for those from other countries to migrate to the United States and work in the United States. And we see a lot of older migrants that have been working in the, in the United States for a long time, actually going back home because uh, they have basically they've gotten older and they can't work certain jobs now. So they are returning home. Uh, We see that um, in this past year, actually June, 2020 to July, 2021, the net internet international migration added 247,000 to the American population. This was the smallest increase in the past three decades. Um, the shortfall is affecting the labor market. There are 1.8 million fewer working age foreign migrants in the United States. Uh, this is really impacting restaurants and accommodation sectors of the economy, which draws a quarter of its employees from foreign born populations. There are 15% of job openings last year remain unfilled. And a lot of these jobs would have been filled by employees from that are foreign born that we are migrating to the United States that are coming on working visas and working low wage jobs that a lot of Americans aren't willing to work and companies need these employees need these workers to be able to grow their businesses. The Pew Research Center calculates that without new arrivals, Americans labor force would, would decline to would actually be 163 million in 2040 uh, in 2020, there were 166 million workers in the labor force. So that's a decline of 3 million people over 20 years. So there's no growth. There's actually a decline in workers. Well, you can't really grow an economy without workers. Actually, if you if you read um, 
any type of a theory on economic growth, one of the major factors that leads to economic growth in a country is the amount of workers. And so when workers decline, businesses can't grow. Economies can't grow without workers. And so what we're actually, you're sensing with a lot of those help wanted signs and a lot of these businesses is they do not have foreign born workers because there's a decline in immigration. Uh, we see that one of the reasons why um, is work visas uh, for standard employment were down one that uh, were down one third. There's only one third of those who filed for work visas for standard employment were successful. Only a third, the thirty three percent for high skilled visas. We're talking doctors, uh, engineers, and other things like that. Only a quarter of those who sought these visas were successful. Twenty five percent of those who uh, filed um, forms for high-skilled visas to work high-skilled jobs were successful, only a quarter. This is really affecting Silicon Valley, who who desires more engineers, more coders uh, to be able to grow their businesses and be able to develop their technology. This is to grow while at the same time having reasonable um, common sense border security. And um, too often we use border security and, and it's used as, as campaign language is either you're, or, you know, you're tough on border security or you're soft on border security and it's used as a wedge issue. And instead we need to come to creating common sense um, ways to, keep our border safe while at the same time um, having a, a, a sound process by which people can come into our country and work. Um, one of the issues when the, when, when the, the border is where it is today, um, people are willing to take risks to cross the border illegally, which caused many to die crossing the Rio Grande River or uh, having to basically... Um, um, being smuggled across the border, uh, and this supports um, organized crime, um, smugglers uh, who are able to uh, make um, thousands of dollars and basically force people to to work, making no money to pay back massive debts to get across the border. So we need a a, a system that works. We need a system that makes sense. Um, that helps people cross the border to work and keeps people who we don't want in our country from getting in. Um, again, this all helps businesses and helps the economy. Um, we need to increase uh, visa caps for certain op- occupations so that those from, from other parts of the country, parts of the world who have uh, been, who have high skills uh, can come into the United States and work, you know, high skill jobs, which again, helps our economy and helps businesses grow. Um, currently we have, when, even when we think about green cards, there are 410,000 foreigners waiting for interviews with the state department to get green cards. Um, some children who are not, who have not been born in the United States are risk being deported when they reach adulthood. Um, even though they were, you know, they came to this yet to the United States as toddlers or even as, as, as infants. 
and live most of the, all their life in the United States, but because they weren't born here and they don't have green cards, they could be deported once they get adult become adults because the system is so uh, chaotic and there's such a crisis and there's such a, a log jam of those trying to get green cards. Uh, you have those who are, um, you have Americans who are marrying foreign born um, uh, people who are unable to get their green cards and could be deported even though they're married uh, to an American. So uh, the bottom line is, is that there is a negatively impact on the American economy when immigration declines. Uh, businesses suffer um, and this, this is not good for U.S. Uh, society and culture. Um, and also it's just not good for people who, um, can get out of very, um, bad situations uh, to be able to come to the United States and work and, and be able to send money back home for their family and to support their family. Um, even in the country of Guatemala, uh, I, I believe like 15% of their GDP is based off people coming to the United States and working and sending money home. And so they would, they make far more money working in the United States in jobs that Americans don't even want in the first place, but that are important to the economy and important to business growth. Uh, economic growth helps us all. It gives jobs to the lowly. It provides cheaper products and keeps inflation lower. It gives access to the poor, uh, to better education and living conditions while allowing business owners to grow their businesses, grow profits for investors and allow other businesses to benefit from the growth. Uh, and, and we think about America as a nation. We are a nation of immigrants. This was a book written by uh, president Kennedy. We are a nation of immigrants. And if we think about about the United States, uh, a lot of their, their important points of American history that were uh, based, a lot of the American growth economically were based off mass immigrations from Europe, from Eastern Europe, from Asia. And um, the United States has benefited economically by immigration. Um, and we think about Ellis Island, uh, you know, January 1st, 1892, they started receiving immigrants uh, from, you know, ships were coming uh, through New York um, and they were processed through Ellis Island. We think of um, uh, the many from Ireland during the potato famine. We think of the many from Western Europe after World War One and World War Two. We think of Eastern Europe during the time of the, the Soviet communism who then left their homes to come to the United States to start a new life here. Um, you know, we think about after 18, 1892, um, when Ellis Island was used, more than 12 million immigrants would arrive to the United States via, via Ellis Island. Um, and the, you know, when they, when they established the Statue of Liberty, um, you know, they, uh, they used a poem by the, by it was, that was written by Emma Lazarus in November 2nd, 1883. This poem was written and then actually placed upon the Statue of Liberty because the Statue of Liberty was so interconnected with Ellis Island and the immigrants that came to the United States and came to the land of Liberty. But in her poem, the new Colossus, she says, not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, 
with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lighten, lightning and her name, mother of exiles from her beacon hand glows wide worldwide welcome her mild eyes command the air bridge harbor then twin cities frame keep ancient land your storied pump cries she with silent lips give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore stand the send these the homeless the tempest toast to me i lift my lamp beside the golden door and it, you know, that poem and that line, those lines that are at the basis of the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, your humbled masses yearning to breathe free. And I think this is important to, to understand the, that the United States was a place for the downtrodden. It was a place for the outcast and it gave them hope. This is a land of liberty and it was a land that they could come to for a new beginning, a new hope. And I think too often when we think about issues like immigration, we think of it as a zero sum game that if, if they are allowed in, if we provide a process so that more immigrants could come here and work, then that there's a loss for uh, American workers per se, but that has not actually proven to be true. The data says that American workers were decline these jobs that foreign born are welcome to work and can make good amount of money that they can send home to support their family. And so that's not a zero sum game. Businesses are, are, are able to grow because of immigration. The economy is able to grow because of immigration. Um, inflation is helped by immigration. Um, products are cheaper because of immigration. There's things, there's not just simply a zero sum game that there, there are many things to be able to, to many people were able to be benefited by a, a sound immigration policy. Many can benefit. And we, have, we can't forget those immigrating to the United States to work. You know, we think about if, if we were put in the same situation, if, our, if we were living in, a, in an area of the world where we can't, basically we have to live on $5 a day to support our family. And many people are, are go hungry. Think of Guatemala in particular and, and many children are hungry and starving because there's just not enough food and there's not enough uh, jobs for people to work. And so we think of that situation we think about where they are and why wouldn't we want them to come to the United States to work, especially if we have a sound policy so that people can, can come here, they can be uh, documented, they can be processed properly. Um, businesses are able to put people to work. People are able to make money and support their family back home. And we think about um, you know the gospel of Christ and the grace that is in Christ, and we think about the in some way the the mission statement or the, or the thesis statement of Jesus's ministry. And I always go back to Luke four eighteen through nineteen. Jesus says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind. That set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." And while this is primarily speaking of 
of salvation, spiritual salvation that is through Christ, the free gift of grace um, through Jesus Christ is 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 given to many um, to be to experience the free gift of grace through Christ, um, to experience eternal life. And while filling your bellies and, and putting more money in your pocket does not save your spiritual soul. Um, I, I do, you know, I think, I think it's important that, uh, Jesus fed the poor. Jesus cared for the poor. So Christianity is not against supporting families and, and feeding the poor. Um, Christianity is not against it. Um, we're for helping people who are in their poverty, who, who needs assistance, who needs help. And what a better way than people being able to work to take care of their families. Um, with the Bible, second uh, Thessalonians talks about those who don't work shouldn't eat. And so why not provide ways for people to come into our country and work? Um, so I, I think this is an issue that is affecting the entire country. It's not just affecting those who want to come across the border and can't, or those who are having to sell themselves to organize crime, to be able to cross the border. Um, those are being affected. Um, but it's affecting many people. It's affecting businesses. It's affecting technology companies. It's affecting uh, the economy itself. Um, and that affects us. And, and so we can go back even and, and even look at the Great Depression. Prior to the Great Depression in 1924, there was a law that was passed, the Johnson Reed Act, which effectively um, reversed um, some some immigration policies to make it harder for immigrants to come to the United States. This was in 1924. What that led to the housing crisis in the mid 1920s, which then led to the great depression in 1929. So decline in immigration does affect the greater economy. So what we're seeing with, with inflation and other parts of the economy being affected, it's connected to a decline in immigration. So it's important the entire country to, um, to think through and for Congress to, to strategize and compromise and formulate an immigration policy that makes sense, that is effective, that has, um, um, has border security so that uh, we don't see guns and drugs and other things crossing our border, affecting our, our culture and our society. But we want to be able for husbands and wives and, and, and men and women to be able to cross the border to work in our businesses and our, in our restaurants so that they're able to make work, make money and, and send money back home to their families to support their families. And everyone benefits from this. So, um, this is an important issue. There's a complicated issue. It's an issue that will definitely be talked about in the midterm elections and onward, even in the next presidential election. But the hope is that we'll actually see um, a, a bill or a law passed that makes sense, that, that provides ways for people to get visas to work and the, 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 the border is secure so that um, we, have, we don't have... Uh, negative things flowing um, across the border into our country and affecting people in negative ways. So um, thanks for listening to uh, a pastor's newspaper and hopefully you enjoyed this particular issue and um, 
Please continue to read the news with the Bible in your hand. Um, and this has been Dr. Asher, and we will see you next week.